Welcome to Otaku American. This is Mikey Fresh here. In this installment of Otaku American, I'm just going to be going over a couple of things, um, some updates to some games that I've been playing, some uh, a little bit of a new anime I've been watching, and just some regular odds and ends. Stay tuned. So as of late, the most recent anime I've probably been watching is uh, called My Villain. I'm the Villainous, so I'm taming the final boss. When I heard that title initially, I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. But as I saw the show, I know exactly what that means now. And basically, you start off as um, basically it's another one of those villainous uh, shows. There was the other villainous show that I thought was actually pretty good the first one I saw was uh my next life as a villainous all the roots lead to doom that I like that show and I assumed I guess I assumed that I am the villainous um to tame the final boss was a continuation of that but it actual in actuality all it is is just another show in that same genre subgenre I guess you could say so, which, uh, if you're not aware of the subgenre, basically it's an isekai. It's part of the, uh, genre of isekai anime in which this one, uh, uh, a female usually dies, comes back as, I can't say usually a female cause I know there's another anime that does the same thing, but, um, and it's another isekai also, but, um, in the villainous show uh, anime shows, it's more or less like a female is playing an Otami game and she plays it so long that then she dies for whatever reason. This In this anime, um, I'm the villainous uh, to tame the uh, final boss that you kind of know what happened to her to get to the point where she dies. And uh, it looked like she has some sort of illness and she finally succumbed to the uh, illness and but she was playing a lot of this Otami game and um she ended up becoming the villain the villainess from the game you know um basically the Otami game had uh multiple routes for the main character to do to be able to become um the romantic to pick different romantic interests and uh in this one uh so when she came back to life as the villainess, she didn't want to die, just like in the other one, uh, All Roads Lead to Doom, uh, that uh, villainess game, uh, anime. So she does things, she makes moves to make sure she doesn't get to that end result where uh, in, in the final boss, he becomes, the final boss becomes a dragon and then kill, kills her in the original game. So she's doing everything she can to tame the final boss so that she doesn't die so i know there's as of right now there's five episodes after the fourth episode i'm thinking it's over but in actuality it's just continuation so and i'm really stoked because you know i really like that uh the anime itself the first four episodes and then you go on and you keep going on with the story so you know i'm happy to see that uh so far so good um I guess it's probably going to be like 12 episodes, maybe 24. I'm not sure. Um, but so far, so good. I'm I'm really enjoying the anime. And it's definitely something. If you like Isekai, especially if you like Isekai anime, this is definitely an a villainous anime 
which I guess will be a sub sub genre of uh this of that villainous stuff. So so far so good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, uh, I know I'm watching it on Crunchyroll, but there's other stuff you can watch it on also. So to transition from the villainous anime, I'm going to do a somewhat unorthodox one. Uh, so I was uh, I decided to go back to some of the games because I know this is around the time that they start doing updates to games that have come out earlier in the year. And one of two of those games, one being NBA 2K23 uh, came out with season two of uh, its uh, quote unquote, I guess, live service for the game. And they did a interview with um, Zion Williamson, who is the starting point guard, point not point guard, I'm sorry, power forward uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans, if you're an NBA fan. And that <laughs> this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. So um, the host is asking Zion, so I hear that you had was able to get a collaboration with uh, Naruto. The host says Naruto. So then Zion says, I was really happy that, you know, Nike was able to give me, you know, um, the connection or the hookup with um, Naruto to get that collaboration going and that kind of thing. Now, I say this because that's like a pet peeve that I have. Like, I understand I butcher personally doing a podcast about anime. I butcher names all the time. I'm American who butchers a lot of stuff that's not in English. Even if it is in English, sometimes Americans pronounce things wrong. So, but what it, the thing I don't like is that when the host says it wrong, the fan says it correctly, but then the host keep doubles down and keeps saying it wrong over and over again. I'm like, bro, like, and, and, and the thing about Naruto that I find is even crazier is that Naruto is one of the big three anime. And a lot of people know of Naruto itself. So, and in the anime, whether you're watching, I, I don't know, because I've never seen, I'm almost positive in the English dub, they say Naruto. And in the original Japanese, they say Naruto. So where the only thing I know that was saying Naruto was when it used to be when Naruto used to be on Toonami. Toonami and they kept saying Naruto over and over again. And the only reason why they kept saying it over and over again is because they had the guy do the voiceover. When he did the voiceover, he said it wrong, but he only took it in one take. They didn't know that it was wrong. So, but they kept playing that same commercial over and over again. That's why people refer to it. Or they see the name and they pronounce it the way it, it looks, which Amer I know a, a lot of us Americans do that also, which is weird because our language, there's a lot of things, <laughs> there's a lot of things like that are spelled a particular way that don't sound that way when you say them. So the pronunciation and the way it's spelled are totally different so but that's just a pet peeve uh to go back into the 2k so uh 2k23 the season two it has a whole bunch of stuff like if you're playing the game itself um they have 40 levels uh in a season there's usually 40 levels that you go through and in those 40 levels there's all kinds of like 
dark matter cards and all kinds of other random stuff. I think you also get the Jabberwocky uh, avatar and that kind of thing. Uh, so those things are pretty dope, I guess, if you're like into that. Um, it, it, uh, also, another thing that 2K does um, that some of the other sports games don't is they update their uh, soundtrack. And in this update of the soundtrack, um, most people who are aware of this year's 2K, they have J. Cole in the game. So this, um, I think it's, let me see. That's probably about 20, 20, 21, 20 to 25 songs, something like that. Maybe a little less, give or take five. Um songs that have been added to the set original soundtrack and they were all curated by uh allegedly you know they say that it was curated by j cole so there's a couple songs on here like lloyd featuring lil wayne you is on here omari omarion touch is on here a couple tracks from um j cole himself um erica badu has a couple of tracks on here um baby has a, a baby featuring eclipse is on here that song so, you know, they got some they got some pretty good songs, some songs that I remember and some that sound, you know, that I don't know, but they sound pretty good. I mean, you know, I wish they would play a little more rock music on uh, 2K or, you know, rock country, something more than just, you know, hip hop. But I understand if J. Cole's doing it, he doesn't listen to that kind of music. Maybe it wouldn't be on there. So but that is, you know, that's what that what that is, I guess. Uh, another game that had gotten an update was, um, there was the game from, uh, Cult of the Lamb, which I talked about earlier in the, uh, show. Well, earlier, um, in this season, uh, Cult of the Lamb has, uh, Blood Moon Festival. That's an update that's happened recently, um, in regards to, you know, Halloween and everything else going on. So, um, in that update... You get to uh, in that update. You have uh, three new follower forms to unlock, four base decorations to unlock, and there's a new music soundtrack. So um, it'll run. It started October 24th, which was about four days ago from the time I'm recording this, and it will run until November 10th. So you know. If you have Cult of the Lamb, which is a very, uh, I really enjoy that game. Um, it got a little repetitive after a while, but, you know, that's to be expected considering the type of game it is. As long as they do updates. Those type of games, as long as you keep up and you stay updated with the uh, game and they're adding new content, you should be all right. So, you know, I was waiting for some new content to come up for me, I guess, personally. Um, the last game I'm going to highlight in regards to some updates is probably Overwatch 2. Uh, Overwatch 2, like um, Cult of the Lamb, has some, you know, um, content that's related to Halloween, considering Halloween is at the end of this week. And um, they have, which is funny, um, the content that's available on Overwatch 2 is uh, PvE content which is weird because they haven't come out with the pve stuff in regards to uh overwatch yet so um the pve content is i, I believe it's the um 
return or the revenge of Junkenstein and the bride of Junkenstein. Those, uh, that content, if you go on Blizzard Overwatch 2 currently right now, it's in, I believe it's in the arcade mode. You have to go into the arcade mode itself to play it. And it allows you to play as, um, it allows you to play as in the Junkenstein's Revenge, Wrath of the, of the Bride. Uh, it's four players. You get to pick out of Ash, Junker Queen, Sojourn, and Kiriko. And, you know, that's basically it. You get to get one tank, one tank, two damage, and one support. So, for me... The only character in those four that I get that I'm actually, you know, I actually use is probably Surgeon. The other two I don't really use too much. And Kiriko, I haven't used that much only because the um, the uh, competitive play doesn't allow you to use her as a character currently. So, yeah. So but if you play in Junkenstein's Revenge, which I think happened last year, um. Yeah, well, it was from the original Overwatch game, the first one. Uh, the heroes you get to play as that is you get to use Anna. Um, actually, no. It allows locked heroes, but um, you get to play as Zenyatta, uh, Soldier 76, uh... There's a couple other characters I can't remember offhand. Zenyatta, Soldier 76. Um, it's hard for me to remember because some of the people who play as those characters are straight late. As of late, when I've been playing them, they've been straight trash. So, or, and it's not, I, when I say trash, I don't mean they're like not good at the game. It's just that they're not good with the character playing in the role that they're supposed to play as. Most people use most people pick all the characters and treat them all as damage characters and that's it. They don't do what they're supposed to do. So every character they pick is just, oh, yeah, DPS, DPS, DPS. I'm like, but you have um Bridget. Bridget's not a DPS. She's a support that's more like a tank. But everybody plays are the same basically you know it's only when you get into comp competitive and that kind of stuff that people are actually play the characters the way they're supposed to be played so but i guess that's just a pet peeve on my end but like i said they have co-op modes pve modes that are available on overwatch 2 as of right now I'm not sure when this uh i think it ends in like 11 days from now 12 days from now it ends 12 days from now so you know get on there you know i'll definitely be on there on the xbox but i think it's cross plat regardless so yeah in closing for today's episode uh i believe sometime i think it's sometime in december uh with top american we're gonna be down in philly for uh, uh pax unplugged uh we i think we went the in its inaugural year which was i want to say it was 2018 2017 so and it's always been in philly so we we can't wait to go down there and uh partake in the unplugged aspect of otaku culture which is like uh dungeon dragons uh you know that kind of stuff um board games 
in general, like things like Secret Hitler and, um, you know, the game of Ham. So, yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much all we got for this uh, installment of Otaku American. As always, thanks for listening, guys. Um, for Otaku, by Otaku. Thanks for listening. Peace.